The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Yeah, I thought that we were going to talk about the fear of the Lord, and I thought we were really going to carry on with that. It was a really good message. Mm. And... It spoke of us having to change our attitudes and us having reverence for God because we don't. And we make up all sorts of excuses, why and blah, blah, blah. And the truth of the matter is God's not falling for it. And He doesn't buy your lies and He doesn't buy your excuses. Uh, yes, he's a merciful God. Yes, he's a loving God. But that does not mean that we should take advantage of his yes. goodness. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we should take advantage of his kindness. Yeah. Um, in actual fact, we should be reverencing him even more uh, because of that. But um, I was... Uh, listening out to the Lord and he spoke to me very very sternly and he said to me I want you to talk about the benefits of the tithe and he said I want you to talk about the benefits of sowing and reaping and he actually he actually said to me because my my mind was going in one direction you know I was going to talk about the fear of the Lord because it's such a big topic and you know, there's a lot of room for us to grow in that area. But he just, he spoke so clearly to me. And he said to me, I want you to talk about the benefits of the tithe. And I want you to talk about sowing and reaping and so forth. He said, because no one knows everything about that topic. And he said to me, they cannot hear that topic just one time and then that will satisfy you Mm -hmm. you understand so he said to me as a matter of fact i should be preaching on this topic quite regularly so he said if you don't do it he says the partners will come short so i was like okay and um i could understand where he was coming from um he was he was being very uh, sincere and um, I could tell in his heart because how does faith come? By hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing. And and hearing and hearing and you need to hear it again and you need to hear it again and you need to hear it again because uh, a lot of the Christians they don't know that they're blessed. Yeah. They don't know that they're blessed, and what happens is they fall into a rut. And, you know, month end comes and they just tithe and it goes off into the account and then they forget about it. And then there's no faith attached to it. There's no faith attached to it whatsoever. And so God wants, he doesn't like that. 
and he wants faith attached to it. So um, I could really, really tell the urgency in his voice um, when he said I must talk about this. So if you have your Bibles, and you should, go with me to First John chapter 4, please. First John chapter 4. And while you're looking for that, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that, I mean, just yesterday, I get calls all the time. I get messages from people all the time. And I get messages from people at some different times of the night, you know. And there are people that are suffering. And there are people that need miracles. And for the life of me, the one thing that I just don't get. The one thing that they need is to hear the preached word. That is the solution. That is the answer. And so varus vrachis. That's the one thing they don't want to do. Yeah. And you'll notice uh, those are the people that are always in trouble. And I'm always forever getting calls from them. Well, won't you pray for me, please? You know, won't you do this? Won't you do that? And when you tell them the solution is to hear the preached word, they're like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a miracle. I need finances. No I, I need healing. Well, I'm sorry for you. That's how it's going to come. Yeah, God, God doesn't give you microwave solution he, he, he gives you his word yeah. and that's how it's, that's how it starts that's the solution you need to hear the word preached and then it gets converted into a power called faith yeah. yes. and then from there that faith is released through the words of your mouth and through your actions mm -hmm. it does not get dumped into your lap while you're doing nothing right. while you aimlessly scrolling through facebook and you're sharing ridiculous posts that have got absolutely nothing to do with your walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. That's not how your miracles come. That's not how your solution comes. You need to hear what does your dad say on the topic. Yes. See, And um, yeah, once again, they are sitting without. And well, they must more sit. There's nothing I can do about it. They'll be crying. They're crying the same song for four years now. I, I'm saying that. I'm not saying that to be nasty. I'm just saying to you, this is how serious this is. And there's going to come a time where they're going to run out of steam. And already, you know, when they approach me, it's, I've done my part. You know, I've done my part. Um, where's God? No, the, the question that God has for you is, where are you? You haven't been streaming. You haven't been listening to podcasts. You haven't, you haven't been coming to home church. But yet you want God to perform miracles. How must He do it? How must He do it when you you have no faith to give Him? Yeah. How must He do it? Yeah. That's a miracle. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you're on First John chapter four, verse seven and verse eight. When you're there, say amen. 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 
Amen. Scripture says, Beloved, it's talking about you. Huh? That's a good way to start, huh? It is. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. Okay? So I'm just going to go over that again. It says here, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. And then I just got this written in my Bible in parentheses where it says, and knoweth God. I said, and knoweth God as love. You've got to know God as love. Now, you have to have the mindset that God is love. If you don't have that mindset, you're not going to understand it. He's going to be a mystery to you. And when hard times show up and challenges show up, that is not the first thing that you are going to be thinking of. And then you are going to be asking questions like those other people when they send me messages. Where is God? You don't, you don't ask questions like that when you know God is love. Yes. Mm -hmm. why, why are they asking? Because they lack. They lack. They don't know God is love because they're too busy in the world. They don't have time for Him. Uh, this is something Mario said years ago. And Mario said it just stuck in my memory and I never got rid of it. And I thought it was really good. They treat God like a slot machine. Yeah. Yeah. When they need him, pull the, pull the one-armed bandit. Yeah. See if all the cherries line up. <laughs> there, Marius, I gave you your, <laughs> your credit. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> when the challenges show up they don't immediately think watch this he loves me yeah. he's going to get me out of this situation they don't think that why? because they still don't know him as love now when you talk to them about this and you mention this and they say no no I know God is love no, you don't. What you think you know is actually just called mental assent. Yes. They don't yeah. have it's knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's not a revelation to you. No, thank you. Yeah. So, that's where we go back to the blessing of the Lord. And we're talking about the tithe. Um, you know that God has got a plan for each and every one of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And his plans work. Yes. Amen. And he's got some amazing plans. Now. Over and above what we even think. Over and above. Yeah. Over and above. Now here's the thing. When we hear about those plans, many people never ever even see those plans. 
They live and they die and they pass on and they never ever see those plans. But God took time to put those plans together for each and every person. Those plans work, period. And He is very excited about those plans. And it's not instant. Yeah. He's very, very excited about those plans. He wants you to have those plans. He wants you to experience those plans. So it's like when uh, the Lord has given me a plan. And Megan knows how excited I am. Yes. About that plan. Yeah, you run off with it. I run with that plan. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, when the, the scripture says, God says that I have plans for you. Yes. I know the plans I have for you. Yes. Plans to Before prosper you, you. Yes. And, and not to harm you. And to give you hope, hope and an expected end. But now here's the thing. He's excited about those plans. And he wants you to walk in those plans. But we don't walk in those plans. Mm -mm. Why do we not walk in those plans? And what initiates those plans is the blessing of the Lord. That's the source to activate that plan. It comes back to people don't know that they are blessed. People have got no cooking clue that they are already blessed. Now, uh, if you go to Malachi. Malachi. Yeah, Malachi. Go to Malachi chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 1 and 2. Amen. Malachi chapter 1. And we'll read verse 1 and 2. Chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Yeah. You there? Yes. Okay. Now watch this. Here's, you know, when they when the ministers do an offering message, they automatically jump to Malachi chapter three. Yeah. And I mean, we've been through this many times, but they'll start off and they'll they'll say, um, "Will a man rob God? Yeah. You, but you have robbed me." I'm just I'm reading this quickly. You can stay in Malachi one. Then he says, wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings, and you are cursed with a curse, because you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Then it, then it says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And he goes on like that. Now, they usually stop there. And they don't go any further than that. And all they're really doing is, they're guilt tripping you into parting with the the ten percent, yeah, with the the tithe that belongs to the Lord. Yeah. But yes, reality. Why don't we get His heart on this? Yeah. His heart is far more important. And guess what? It's not about the ten percent, and it's not about the 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 money itself. It's about His heart. We should be putting His heart first place every time. Yes. So you can't. Read Malachi chapter 3 without starting off with Malachi chapter 1. It's only four chapters. And if you start in chapter 1, you're going to understand where he's coming from. Remember, 
how we said first uh, John chapter 4 verse 7 and verse 8 it says God is love yeah. so keep that in mind he is love he's got plans for you he's excited about you he's excited about your life there's things that he wants to activate in your life here's the truth he wants every single believer to at least be make the mark of millionaire status at least at least and there is no excuse and no reason why you can't be there absolutely nothing let's read uh, malachi chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 now look how he starts us off the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. This is heavy. This is heavy on his heart. This is not something that he's just uh, wrapping off. This is something that's very heavy on his heart to the point where he says this is a burden. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord. First words. That come out of his mouth is, I have loved you. Then he quotes what Israel says about him. Wherein have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob. Then he goes through that whole thing. Now, when you read through the rest of that chapter and you go into chapter 2, and you come out by chapter 3. He talks about how Israel has backslidden. And he's talking about how Israel has, has fallen away from God. And then we come to chapter 3. You can go to chapter 3 quickly. And we'll read from verse 8. Amen. Amen. Okay. You there Frank? Malachi 3 verse 8. Yeah, from verse 8, yeah. Will a man rob God? Now he says, Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, I know we've been through this a few times, but... Like the Lord said, we need to go over this again and again. The people need to hear this. When he says, you have robbed me, you have to read chapter 1 and you have to read chapter 2 to understand where he's coming from. He's not talking about physical money. Okay. Who created the earth? My dad did. Who put the gold and the delium and the onyx stone and so forth in the earth when he created it? God did. Amen. What does the scripture say? Who, who owns the cattle and the gold and the silver on a thousand hills? God owns that. Amen. So if that all belongs to him, then how is it that you are robbing him? When you don't tithe. That, that couple of bucks. Do you really think that God's coming short? No. 
do you think that he falls from the world's richest person because there were five people that didn't tithe this month? His position never changes. He's still the world's and the universe's richest person alive. So it's it's got nothing to do with a monetary value. Since he owns it all. Yeah. What, what are the streets made of in heaven? Gold. So how's your tithe robbing him? Does he need to go and pull up some pavement? Go to a pawn shop? I'd like to trade this in. A couple of my children haven't tithed. No. It's got nothing to do with a monetary value. You see how silly this gets when they misinterpret the scriptures. They just focus on the money part. They're focusing on the money. Yeah. When it says here, yeah, will a man rob God? And he says, you have robbed me. Then you find out how they have robbed him already because they cut themselves off from him. There's no more faith. And if you go and read those chapters, they've given themselves over to witches and a whole bunch of stuff. And as a result, Israel got attacked. God was kept out of the picture. He couldn't do anything. And that's why he was robbed. Because this was his people. They belonged to him. But still, he had no access to them because they stopped tithing. And yet, while it's got nothing to do with a monetary value, it's their actions. And what happened was, they opened themselves up to the devil and God's hands was tied. Yeah. So when, it say, when he starts off in chapter 1 and he says, he says that, I have always loved you. That's what he's talking about. You are stopping me from showing my love in your life. That's how you're robbing me. That's how you're taking away from me. Not giving God opportunity to bless me. That's right. Now let's go and read the, the rest of this. He says, uh, will a man rob God? You have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. He says, you are cursed with a curse. Now, this is, not, uh, once again, the curse is already in the earth. This is not God cursing the people. He doesn't need to do that. Plus, he doesn't have curse in him. The curse is already in the earth. What he's saying is, when you rob me, this is how you rob me, because you have allowed the curse in your life. You are cursed with a curse. In other words, he was saying, the curse that's already in the earth, you invited it in your life. He's coping with the situation. Yeah. You've tied my hands. I've got to sit and watch my children suffer. And that is how you rob a father. If you are a parent, you've got children. How would you feel if you as a, as a father and as a mother, your hands are tied 
and an intruder grabs your children and beats them up right in front of you and abuses them right in front of you and you're trying to pull your hands loose and there's nothing you can do you're trying to scream there's nothing you can do how hard is that for a parent there's nothing you can do you love your children dearly you would do anything for your kids and right now there's absolutely nothing you can do well, this is the situation that you're looking at. Sure. The only thing is, though the devil was beating Israel up left, right and center, they did that to themselves. And that's why God said, you have robbed me. Yeah. Now, this was his heart. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, say, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's his heart. Yeah. That's what he wants you to experience. That's, that's why when you tithe, your tithing has got to be about him. Your tithing has got to be about meeting his needs. The tithing, it's not about you. This is not about, this is not about a monetary value. This is not about you personally. This has got nothing to do with that. It's got, it's got everything to do with him. You've got to put him first place. Why are you tithing? Because, watch this, he wants to pour out blessing on you that there's not room enough for you to receive it. Amen. Beautiful. That's what that's his reason. Amen. You might say, well, I don't really need that blessing. I mean, what's that blessing going to do for me? I've got news for you. <laughs> when the creator of the universe says that the wisdom of God is that you need the blessing of the Lord. You don't fight with that. You accept that at all costs. Amen? Amen. Yes. Even if you don't understand it, if he says that he wants to pour out blessing on you, don't fight with him. You might just not understand it right now. But you need to tap into that blessing. And that's what the tithe is all about. Don't come to a place where uh, you lazy, you spiritually lazy. Don't get spiritually lazy. And don't just dump the money into the ministry and you move on with your life. Don't ever do that. Put him first and think about how much he loves you. Yeah. And think about how he's always putting you first place. And think about how it's his heart that he pours out blessing on you that you don't have room enough to receive it that's important to him mm -hmm. amen amen and he says yeah if i'll not pour out the the windows of heaven i'll pour out a blessing for you that there'll not be room enough to receive it and watch this he rebukes the devourer for your sakes that he will not destroy the fruits of your ground 
Neither shall your vine cast a fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. But watch this, what he says. Your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. This is the problem. Your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken so much against then? And he goes on into all of that type of stuff. The, the people have been speaking negatively. They have been against God's agenda. God's agenda, God's agenda has always been that you walk in more blessing than you can handle. It's always been that. And he's always wanted you to experience and that's his heart. And that is the reason why we should tithe. Yes. That's the reason. By putting his needs first. And when we do that, we satisfy that. And you can accept, you can start experiencing that blessing. But don't ever come to a place where you're just going through the motions because then you're just doing exactly what Israel did and you're falling away and you're falling behind. Amen. 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 Um, Trevor, you know what? I've never thought, seen it from that type of dimension because a lot of times the preachers, when they talk, they, they like practically say, give, 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 give. Yes. It's not the whole reason behind it. Yeah. You know, and I've never saw it from that point of perspective that God's such a loving God that, you know, He'll do anything for us. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he wants to help us, but we put up a wall in front of Him. We do. That's right. You know? We cut Him off. Mm. We cut His vision off. And the, the reason we do that is because 99% of the time is we love money. Mm. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. We love money. Yeah. And... When you, when Jesus said you cannot serve two masters, you're going to hate the one and you're going to cling to the other. You're going to despise the one and you're going to love the other one. And that's one of the big, big, big problems is the people are looking at the money. And what they are seeing is uh, the money going out of the account and it's never, ever going to come back again. And you have just walked away from your blessing mm. completely. Yeah. yeah. If I can mention something, you don't mind. Mm. I've actually noticed something also interesting we mentioned here where it says that uh, we were talking about that you uh, um, will protect them and you will, uh, you, uh, and it says here, for your sake you shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall wine cast all the time. Mm. It's interesting how many people, like you mentioned, that last part. So many people, and sometimes they might not have it in their lives. Yeah. There is no fruit. Yeah. There is no harvest. Yeah. And people say, where's God? Yeah. Of course, they, there's nothing there for God to protect. There's nothing for God to actually prevent. And That's right. Why? For it. Yes, because they're not living by faith. That's right. So this last part is where God says, um, live by faith. Yes. Let it be a result, and I'll protect it. Yes. But a lot of people are saying, where's God? But where's your fruit? Yeah. That God can protect it. That's very good, Maurice. Sorry, I just saw that. No, that's really good. Amen. That's Amen. good. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's all about, you know, uh, remember the rich young ruler? And he came to Jesus. And 
pressure to them, but mm. it's all good. Just relax, relax. Just relax. The, the rich young ruler, when he came to Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command this to stop immediately. You wicked spirit, stop your actions. Desist your maneuvers against her right now. In Jesus' name. Get out! Now! You leave her, you oppressive spirit. In Jesus' name. Get out! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord. I call you healed. I call you healed in the name of Jesus. I call you healed in the name of Jesus. Restored. You are made sound. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How are you feeling? You look so much better. You look so much better. Glory to God. It's good that you came, eh? <laughs> you free. You yes. are free. Yes. You are free. I watched that. Yes. That's why I deliberately played anointed music. I was stirring that devil up. He's gone. He's gone. We give Jesus the glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's just take a moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Hey, 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 restoration. Restoration. Yes. Restoration. 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 In the name of Jesus. Restoration. Restoration. Hallelujah. Restoration. Restoration in your body. Restoration in your body. Restoration. Restoring. Restoring. Restoring from the head down. Restoring. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, that you made a mind and a brain whole, Lord. Yes. Holy. Yes. In Jesus' name, Lord. Whole. Thank you, God loves you, man. He absolutely loves you. That was intense. We didn't yeah. see that coming. Yeah. Sure. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Now, uh, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Are you ready to get back into the Word? 
rich young ruler, he came to Jesus and he said, what, uh, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus said to him, in his case, he said, go and sell what you have. And he says, come and follow me. And the scripture says he walked away because he was grieved at that saying. Because he had many things. He was rich. And then the scripture says, uh, the disciples said, hey. You know, uh, what, what's going on here? Uh, and Jesus said, how hard is it for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God? And so the disciples said, well, uh, we've left all. It's you know, for a camel to pass yes. And then Jesus repeated himself because he said he, he could see they didn't get it. He said, how hard is it for them that trust in riches? Yeah. To enter into the kingdom of God. Yes. Now the problem with that is. Uh, when it comes to tithing. And it comes to giving money to God. Like I said. that God doesn't see it. He doesn't see it as a monetary value. But we do. Mm-hmm. And when the money leaves the account. You don't want to do it. Because you trust in that. Mm-hmm. Instead of trusting in your father. Here's the thing. When that guy walked away, he didn't even stop and hear what the outcome was going to be. Jesus said, after he left, Jesus said, well, he would have gotten a hundredfold return. He, he would have been far, far richer than what he was at that point. Yeah. And that's all that he got. That was it. And in this life, and I think people think that the riches that they're are going to acquire are in the next life. Yes. And that's not true. But, but here's the thing. God once God wanted him to run out of room yes. from all the blessing that's coming into his life. Yes. Amen. But he, he, he missed out on that because he was looking at the money. God's looking at trying to get the blessing to you. So someone says, well then, if God loves me so much and he's trying to get the blessing to me, why do I need to tie then? Just give me the blessing. It's not how it works. The New Testament church, faith works by love, yes. but faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. Amen. So why do you tithe? You tithe because... It is an action of what you believe. That's why you tithe. It's an action of what you believe. What do you believe? You believe you are going to run out of room. For the blessing. That's why. Blessed people tithe. You don't tithe to get blessed. You tithe because you genuinely believe that you're blessed. You believe you don't have room enough to receive all that he's given you. Yes. Amen. Um, now, one thing as well the Lord gave me. People got to understand they've got to let go of the, the lust after the money. They love money. You've got to let go of that. Um, it's got to cost you something. 
the way it cost God when he sent his only begotten son into the world. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. Andrew, could you read that for me, actually? Matthew chapter 6. Yeah. Yeah, Frank, can you read it? Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart is, will be also. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Think about that. Watch this. God considers you his treasure mm. because his heart is with you mm. yeah. Beautiful. hallelujah yeah. God considers you his treasure mm. because his heart is with you sure. <coughs> can you see how we've got it completely wrong We've been focusing on the money. Now, I want to uh, look in two places quickly of people who did not look at the money. They got it right. The one was King David. And the other one would make sense was his son Solomon. I want you to go to Second Samuel chapter 24 verse 24. Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24. Amen. Okay. Listen to this. But the king replied to Arona. Now, the, the king is talking about King David. And King David wanted to give offerings unto the Lord. He says no, because everyone everyone loved King David. They loved him. So they had all this oxen and they said, no, take it. If you're going to give it to, to God, I want you to have it. And King David took offense to that. Now, a lot of Christians today will say, no, thank you. <laughs> they'll say i believe that's the favor of god <laughs> no, it's God's applied. Yeah. no watch this <laughs> king david said to aruna no i insist on buying it for i will not present uh, burnt offerings to the lord my god that has cost me nothing wow so david paid him 50 pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen. He absolutely refused to give God an offering that did not cost him anything. And today we have Christians complaining about a few pennies they're putting in the church. Whew. Man. So people should actually be fighting to, 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 to That's yes. it. They should be fighting. Because... Because, Marius, it's a love aspect. Yeah. It's a love aspect. As much as God loves you. That was his heart when he when he wrote. He said, "This is a burden for me. 
It's a love story. Oh, I love you. I love you. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Where do you love us? Miss the whole thing. And he's like, I'm trying to get blessing on you. I want to pour out so much blessing on your life that there's not enough room for you to receive it and I'll be happy because I'm responsible for that. King David was tremendously rich. And So just as that's what the scripture ties in, God loves a cheerful giver. He loves a cheerful giver. Not the moaning giver. Because, Marius, they're still looking at the monetary value and... Here's the thing, the scripture, yeah, the scripture says, give, and it'll be given unto you. But you can't get when you haven't given. It doesn't work like that. And if you're not receiving, it's because you're not doing it in faith. You're not putting him first. You're not doing it because he wants blessing in your life. And you know, hey, if I do this by faith and I give this tithe by faith and I'm doing it because he wants blessing, you, you're doing it out of love. Faith works by love. You'll see blessing coming to your life. You'll see it. You'll be rolling in it and you will run out of room. Doesn't say somewhere that a blessing will overtake you? It'll overtake you. Yes, exactly. Now... If you look in 1 Kings chapter 3, you don't have to go there, but I'm just quoting for you. Oh, before we go, you can just write that down, 1 Kings 3. But when David had that attitude, and I'm just reading this again. No, I insist on buying it. He says, I will not present a burnt offering to the Lord my God that costs me nothing. I won't do it. Watch this. What did God say about that? Acts chapter 13 verse 22, the apostle Paul was busy preaching and he quoted this and he said, David is a man after God's own heart, not after money. And he had plenty of money. Yeah. He was so lost in God and God was so lost in him that David crashed into the blessing, head on collision. Yep. <laughs> and there was just hearts flying. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. Uh, and First Kings chapter 3, you come across Solomon. Solomon had to take the position of his father. And he goes before the Lord. And, and you know what he went and did? He gave a thousand burnt offerings. He's trying to outdo his dad. Where did he get that from? He watched his dad do it. Mm. You look a lot better, eh? Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you look so much better, Chantal. God bless you. Where, where did Solomon learn this? To give so much. He learned it from dad. Mm. King David. Mm. They got lost in their giving. Christians are trying to um, get lost by hiding their wallets. Like, I don't know what's he talking about, <laughs> you, you know. But, but here's, here's the interesting thing. Solomon learned this from dad. He gave a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. 
Can you imagine how long that took? Exactly. Now, this is not pigeons. <laughs> I mean, that'll go quick. <laughs> yeah. This is oxen. Have you ever stood by one ox? Just one. You've got to sacrifice one oxen alone. Can you imagine a thousand? How, how that is work and that costs a lot and what happened God appeared and said what can I do for you just say it what can I do for you so many Christians are trying to get God to to give that response to them without showing him a dime mm. yeah the attitude where's God yeah mm. no you you listen you, you've got to love him. And your love is in the proof of your giving. You can't fool him. So he gives a thousand burnt offerings. And God shows up and says, what can I do for you? He says, and, and he still gets it right. God shows up in a dream, says, what can I do for you? Just say the word. He says, well, you've put me in this hectic position. How do I judge and reign over such a, such a mighty people, such as your people? The scripture says, this speech pleased the Lord. And he says, I'll give you wisdom. And then he says, I'll give you that which you didn't ask. I'm going to give you riches as well. I'm going to give you honor and I'm going to give you long life. Yes. Two people who put God first, who really loved the Lord to the point where the Lord says, David is a man after my own heart. Okay. Solomon fell up further down the line. We won't get into that. But the point is when he started, his heart was right with God. So, Here's the thing, if the message of the tithe and offerings gets you irritated, then you still love money more than you love God. Mm. True. And um, Dad actually proved that that works. Yeah. Remember, uh, for a long time, uh, Dad would, he would always have this attitude that he needs to give money to the Lord. And he says... He doesn't expect anything in return because yeah. the Lord has been so good to him. And yeah. he would pick up money like all the time. And not one rand or two rand, a couple of hundred at a time. Yes. And there were times where his salary literally doubled in his banking account. Yeah. And like that is a testimony. Like uh, even that one time, I, I, I saw it in action when dad and I were going somewhere. And... There was literally money all over the ground. There was uh, 50 rand notes. There was 20 rand notes, 10 rand notes, and there was coins. And there were there were two girls walking toward it, and they walked over all that money. Mm. They did not see the money. Mm. And it was literally all over the ground. Mm. And uh, Dad and I came there, and we picked it up. And uh, that, like things like that would happen to Dad like all the time. Yeah, because he loves God. And it's, he didn't give to get Yes, yeah. he yes. gave because he loves the Lord. That's it. Yes. That's it. Getting lost in your giving. Yeah. Getting getting lost in your giving does not mean you lose out. Yeah. 
but you're not you're not worried about it you just want to give because you love him and you want to see his vision fulfilled but what happens is you get blessed and the blessings of the lord come on you and they overtake you Mm. um If you get irritated, you still love money more than you love God, then your heart is not with Him. Because money is a treasure to you. Mm. Mm. And it's not for Him. Mm. I'm going to end this message with, The tithe is not about money. If you think it's about money, you missed it. If the preacher preaches about um, the money, he's missed it. Mm. He missed the whole thing. It's gone. It's about him wanting to see the manifested blessing on your life. Yes. And that should be your motivation as well. So leave the money and the value amount out of the equation. You are already a blessed race. Mm. This is not something that you're trying to get. This is something that you already have. You are already a blessed race. And to see that blessing manifest, you have to do it by faith. Yes. But your faith... The motivation is to meet his needs. Yeah. You should be so lost in the tithe. And you're not worried about the monetary value. It's about meeting his needs. That's all that matters to you. Yeah. And when you've got that type of attitude. And you give. And you just don't, don't just dump it in as well. Pray over it. Bless the tithe. Yeah. Say to him. Dad. Andrew does this. Um, quite a lot bless the tithe say I love you man I love you so much and I, I want I want meat in your house and you go ahead and you say I bless this tithe and I pray that you'll multiply it and you'll increase it exceedingly in the name of Jesus and then you go and you, you put that in, in there and your motivation is just to meet his needs that's what it is. And I'm telling you right now, you will walk in the blessings that David walked and you'll walk in the blessings that Solomon walked without a shadow of a doubt. Did you guys get something out of this? Yes. Hallelujah. His treasure, yeah. Yeah. Never forget that. I, I, the Lord gave that to me this morning. Just a second. You are his treasure. That's why his heart is with you. Father, we thank you for this precious word. I pray that this word will not return void, but it's going to prosper. It's going to prosper in the thing where to you sent it. Why? Dad, because you love your children so much. You love meeting their needs. Hallelujah. It just, it just thrills you to see them walk in blessing. More blessing than they can handle. Because you're a father. Yes, because you're a really good father. 
We thank you for this word tonight. We praise you, Father, that your kids will walk in blessing. More blessing than they can even handle. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that message. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.